Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Healthy Gut Podcast with Rebecca Coombs, the place where you can learn how to achieve a happy, healthy gut. Here's what's coming up on today's show. Hey guys, on today's episode of the Healthy Gut Podcast, I'm joined by Siobhan Sana, who is a native New Yorker but has also lived and travelled the world. Siobhan is similar to me in that she has childhood memories where she remembers having stomach aches and lots of woes when it came to her tummy troubles. And over the years, she went searching for answers but wasn't able to find them. Not until 2015 when she was finally diagnosed with SIBO. On today's episode, Siobhan and I talk about how to find your dream team. It's something that she and I both totally believe that that was a contributing factor to us recovering from SIBO. Now do stay tuned to the end of the episode because we have a very special online SIBO summit, the SIBO SOS Summit, and I will be giving you a link so that you can access this summit for free, but it will only be for a short period of time. And calling out to all of those of you in Los Angeles, I am going to be there very, very shortly and I have a super exclusive and very exciting free live podcast recording with Dr. Melanie Keller. Now, we only have a couple of seats left available. So my podcast listeners, I would love to offer you the chance to come and see me and Dr. Melanie Keller in person in Los Angeles. So head to thehealthygut.co forward slash events and you'll be able to find out more information about that event and to secure your ticket. I hope you enjoy today's episode with Siobhan Sana. Welcome to the show Siobhan Sana. It's wonderful to have you on the Healthy Gut Podcast today. Thank you Rebecca. It's great to be with you. I appreciate all your hard work. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Yes, as one fellow SIBOer to another, uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're both doing things to help the broader SIBO community um, live well with SIBO and, and be more educated and empowered about their own condition. I'd love to start off today's chat just talking about your own experience with SIBO. Oh, boy. Okay, well, I will make this as short as possible. Um, I probably started with a round uh, or three of food poisoning, starting about the time that I was five, and uh, including unpasteurized water buffalo milk on a trip to India with my mom and dad. Oh, my. Um, And then just who knows, Rebecca? I mean, 
I had a lot of gastritis, a lot of, um, gosh, Siobhan's got the stomach flu again kind of thing. Uh, and um, it turns out my DNA actually did not help me out a lot on that too. But I definitely had some bugs. And then I went through life, you know, just feeling like, oh, I have a little belly and I have a little pooch, even though I was skinny. Oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm not skinny now, but I was, I was like, they literally, my nickname was stick. I was so skinny, but I had this little poof, this little tummy and it wasn't fat. It was just like a balloon that I had swallowed. Anyway, life goes on. Um, another round of, you know, food poisoning here and there. Uh, now I'm in college. By then I'm on this health food kick where I'm doing food combining. I'm doing organic. I'm, you know, before anybody had really thought about organic. Um, and I just always was the one who had to be really careful about what they ate. And I didn't really talk about my you know, digestive pattern changes, because like, who wants to talk about that, right? And um, now fast forward to career and to teaching yoga for 10 years, really immersing myself into health, partially because I was becoming a medical detective for like, what was going on with my gut. And basically, from what I've deducted, it's, I've probably had SIBO since I was probably five, six, seven, and just found out about it. Now, as a grown-up, in my career life at, at its peak, being on television, trying to not have people, you know, find me on Facebook and say, oh, you're so glowing. When is the baby due? <laughs> you know, all that. And um, I finally had some conversations with some girlfriends where they were also experiencing some IBS-like symptoms. And one of them said, oh, I just went to the University of South Florida and had this intense breath test. I drank this stuff and I felt sick from it, but then I blew into this test tube and they said I have this overgrowth and now I'm on this crazy antibiotic. And, you know, it was like a five second discussion. It was really short. And I was haunted by what this girl said. It just kept nagging me and my intuition just kept picking it up and like shaking it in front of my face. And so I called her and I said, you know, where did you go? Who did you talk to? And what, 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 what was going on? So anyway, I ended up getting a SIBO breath test at the University of South Florida. It was about an hour drive. Um, and then, you know, you hang out there and um, the results came back and it had the word positive scratched out with someone's handwriting. And then it had the word negative. So I absolutely had a false negative and lived with that for 18 months until my new GI doctor uh, was just like, you know what? We never really saw those test results. Why don't we just test you again? Because nothing we're doing is helping. So I retested and lo and behold, it was positive and, um, did the rifaximin, did the rifaximin neomycin, did the herbals, <laughs> did the diet and finally resolution. So that is now summing up this huge lifetime struggle, but also in the past about three or four years um, after multiple, multiple doctors, multiple tests, multiple treatments, um, tons and tons of oh, questions, head scratching, crying, <laughs> all that money, lots of money, Rebecca. And um, finally, I, I followed my intuition again and kept checking Dr. Allison Seebecker's website for when she had an opening. And I kept saying, you know, she was full, it was full, she wasn't taking patients at this time. And I just kept checking back periodically. And I 
finally saw that there was an opening and then I booked as many possible appointments as possible. Um, like over, like she only books a couple of months in advance. And so I booked one practically every other week for a couple of months just to make sure I was going to, you know, be able to get my case really evaluated. And that's what I did. And um, thank goodness I did. Mm. And talk to me around your kind of your um, mental process around going to someone like Dr. Alison Seebecker when you were, were already working with um, a physician. Um, have, why, why did you go looking for someone else? That's such a, such a good question because I'm extremely persistent when I'm uncomfortable and dissatisfied and, you know, knew something was really still not right. And bless my doctor, my GI doctor, who's great. He, you know, had SIBO tests in his office. He was fine with writing the rifaximin and the neomycin, um, you know, within reason, you know, he's a cautious guy, a smart guy, but he just didn't have as much experience, obviously. And, um, because Allison thinks about this, does this, Dr. Seebecker, you know, is totally immersed in this and has been for, um, going on almost, you know, most of her career. Um, I just, we were the GI doctor I have, and I were both dissatisfied. We were not making the kind of progress that we wanted to make. And so he was very open to whatever I brought to him in terms of what my acupuncturist said, what my Ayurvedic physician said, what my visceral manipulation person said. I had built this whole dream team. And um, I just, I, I really needed to talk to someone who was on the ground dealing with this all the time. And he wanted to know what she had to say too, which was fantastic. And it's a really important point, I think, that you make talking about building a dream team. And it's something that I did myself and something that I've talked about um, quite often on the Healthy Gut podcast. Talk to me about your own process around building your dream team and, and what you were looking for in, in those team members. Well, in the beginning, I was just looking for relief in terms of my fibromyalgia-like symptoms. I was just trying to get out of discomfort. Um if they could do anything for my gut, all the better. If they, then I found out that I had SIBO, if they could do anything for my SIBO, all the better, but they didn't really know about SIBO. And uh, you know, my Ayurvedic physician was also an astonishingly gifted healer. He's like, you know what, let's, and, and to great credit, um, he's like, let's tonify your whole system and you'll have more strength to deal with it. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. My acupuncturist also amazing. Let's de-stress you. Let's get some hormonal support. Let's get some motility support, but not a lot of experience with SIBO exactly. You know, I did NAET. I did all of these, you know, incredible therapies, but it just wasn't hitting the target. It was all slightly missing the target. Now, Rebecca, at one point I was not, you know, I was really drained. I had the anemia going. I was, oh, uh, you know, candida. It was really struggling. And, um, you know, the acupuncture, I, I found it to be a necessity just to like keep me going through the week. And I, my heart goes out to anybody who has chronic conditions, but then to have been so adrenally fatigued and so exhausted, it was like, also I had insomnia at the time. So when I would go to see Dr. Her, my acupuncturist, who I fortunately had known for 20 years. So she knew I was not like nuts not more nuts than usual. And, um, you know, it would be the only time I would rest or almost get into that deep REM or um, parasympathetic 
state. So I, it would like allow me enough, it would bring me enough energy to get through like the next couple of days. And it's so common for those of us with with chronic um, conditions such as SIBO to we can be so exhausted yet we're not sleeping properly because of the pain, the discomfort, insomnia. Um, when one system is out, other systems are out. They don't work in isolation. So we have issues with adrenals, our thyroid, hormone levels are all out of whack. And it is just, it can feel like you're living in a nightmare. Yeah. Did it feel like that for you, that you were just in this sort of endless cycle of this kind of hellish pain and, and discomfort? It really did. And like, I just want everyone to know that, and I know you know this, you know, my mother had cancer. I know the difference between cancer and SIBO, but, um, you know, this really does rob you of your lifestyle and of many aspects of your life. And it's kind of this purgatory, you know, um, I wouldn't want cancer, nor would I want SIBO. So it, it definitely felt like, gosh, I wonder if I'm ever going to have my life again, where I really wasn't like overly energetic. I mean, I'm perky, but I wasn't like, you know, I see friends who are like this picture of, you know, super strong vitality. I had my own peak levels, but it wasn't like some people I know. Um, but I, you know, I was doing great by comparison, like the, those days of where I was like, eh, yeah, you know, I'm okay. Um, like I missed those days. Those days were primo. And just to think that I deteriorated quite quickly within a couple of years, um, it was very stressful. It made me feel like, uh, I wonder if I'm ever going to be well again. And the, on top of it, I just got some dastardly migraines where I mm. I was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot carry on in this fashion. These migraines are just so oppressive. And fortunately, that only lasted for about six months and I pulled out of it. Can't tell you what made me pull out of it. Cannot wish I could. It, I just through the grace of my efforts and, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I got, I got out of that, but that was extremely scary. Yeah, definitely. And, and migraines are just so debilitating. They just wipe you out completely, don't they? Well, oh, totally. And apparently the kind that I was getting, which was upon waking, one of my doctors, Dr. Tom Messenger out of Portland, Oregon, um, you know, he asked, he asked me some great questions. And one of which was, Oh, well, when do you get these migraines? You know, is it upon waking? I'm like, yeah, how did you know? I love it when those questions come up and you get to go, really, you know what I'm talking about? How did you know that? Like there's, you know, there's a pattern someone else experienced too. Um, he said that had a lot to do with thyroid. That was one of the signs of people with thyroid issues. They get migraines upon waking. Um, so he really helped me. There was some, some interesting, um, uh, cranial decongestion massage that really helped me. And one of the things you can do to activate it yourself is chew gum. Um, it helps with each um, like chew and the mastication motion. It really helps with moving fluid out of the skull and the brain area and a relief pressure from the migraines, which I thought was fascinating. And, and it did really help me. Hmm, that's so interesting. I haven't heard of that before. Um, I only in recent years have I started to experience 
um, migraines where I don't actually have any pain, but my visual, um, my vision is affected. So it looks like someone's poured a whole bunch of glitter into my eyes. It's very pretty, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's not much fun because I'm just everything's like this glittery haze, and uh, and I just have to go and lie down when it happens. It's only happened a few times, but it's only yeah, it's really only started in my um, mid thirties, um, around the time I think that my SIBO was was um, at its worst just prior to diagnosis and, and treatment. I haven't had it since um, clearing my SIBO. Um, you talked about going to the top uh, with Dr. Alison Seebecker. Um, I'd like to talk through um, one thing that I, I hear from people quite frequently is that they may be working with a physician that they, they're they not sure that they're the right person, but they don't know what to do next. And they're often um, put off by the very long waiting periods or the inability to get into people like Dr. Alison Seebecker um, or others who, uh, because they specialise in this and so many people want to see them, it makes it harder to get into them. Can you talk about um, just your own um, sort of mindset around deciding to do that? Because that may help be helpful for, for some of the listeners today. Yeah, I, you know... I definitely know, and I know you do too, um, that a lot of the people you've interviewed in your podcast, they do Skype appointments, a lot of them, and phone appointments. So that opens up a whole new world to people who have not had direct access to them in the past. I mean, like, Rebecca, how long ago was it where, you know, you had to go see a doctor or a specialist, you were, you know, waiting on a waiting list for six months, and you had to physically go to that person. And now with this whole new technology, it's definitely one of the best parts of it. So, you know, we we could make appointments to go see the, you know, Whitney Hayes of the world and, and these incredible healers, so many of them located in Portland and um, Norella Jacoby, I know does Skype and all that. So that is a huge chapter that is open. That's a huge window of opportunity. And, you know, I know most of them don't take insurance. So even if you go once, you'll, they, so many of them are going to be able to give you a game plan. So maybe you could work that plan for several months until you like saved up enough money to be able to go again. Um, And also to track your progress symptoms and treatments that maybe yourself doing, like maybe you're doing Allison, meaning the Alimed and um, meme um, yourself for a couple of months, you know, track that and write that down so that the next time you go to get an opportunity to meet with one of these um, practitioners, you'll have been able to tell them what you've been doing since the last time you talked to someone who was an expert. And if one doesn't have an opening for three or four months, I am not opposed personally to going, taking your records, taking what you've been doing and going to another one, because a lot of them have very similar approaches. And if it means talking to an expert uh, within a couple of months or waiting six months, um, I'm all for, you know, getting the committee on board and switching it up between a couple of them. So many of them are just so cooperative and I'm sure would be happy to be teammates with each other on your case. That's very true, and and um, particularly all of the gorgeous Portland docs, uh, they all know each yeah. other. Uh, I just I just want to go live in Portland because it's just <laughs> it's just like the perfect little hub of all things gut health, and with so many amazing um, leading world specialists who all reside there. I just 
I just think I need to go hang out. Oh, we'll, we'll <laughs> um, book a trip but, together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it, I think that, um, you know, your advice there around just keep keep looking because not all of them have really extensive waiting periods on their on their um, patient lists. And if you can get in to see somebody who is uh, specialising in this area quicker than, than another, then that will help put you forward on your recovery. Absolutely. I mean, a vast majority of the people who you've interviewed on your podcast, they all know each other and they all, uh, most of them do the Skype or the phone. So yeah, I would definitely, definitely do that. Let's talk about how, um, who you had on your dream team. Um, I've talked many times about who has been on my dream team and still is. Um, who were the types of practitioners that you found great support from and uh, and why you put them on your team? Well, the you know obviously it's been a huge journey for me. I will say that prior to um, diving into this in the right way in the right path, when I was just still searching, you know, I I, I want to just say that <clears throat> if other people have not had success with a traditional GI doctor, if they've gone to an IBS person or person uh, and they've been prescribed an antidepressant, you know, you're not alone. And a lot of people have faced that. I certainly did. I went to an orthopedist to get um, cortisone shots for my fibromyalgia. I mean, I went down a lot of avenues that were not ultimately satisfying or or effective. And that were expensive and who knows may have even harmed me. On the other hand, these people were doing the best they could with what they knew. So all of those traditional things did not work for me ultimately. Um, And I had one GI doctor and I knew it wasn't a right fit. You know, he told me that going for a three mile walk was really one of the best things you could do for motility and while I don't disagree with that, that should not have been the end of the conversation, obviously. So um, I finally got a hold of a what a friend of mine called a gastro detective, who is my new my current gastro, and um, he was great. He was like sat with me for three hours for my first session, and that's a huge telltale sign right there. Do they have the time for you? Are they interested in you? Are they going to sit there and go the distance with you and not just go, well, it's just the way it is, throw up their hands and, you know, move on next. He was very focused, had spent time with my case prior to me showing up and then spent a lot of time with me. So that was a great foundation. Then I did have a functional nutritionist who knew some SIBO information, very gifted, um, really willing to do different tests um, you know, GI uh, stool tests, uh, organic acid tests. Um, you know, we were looking at everything. Uh, definitely recommended that I do a SIBO breath test. Got on the phone with my GI doctor to compare notes. And that was fantastic. And that was the beginning. Um, then I moved to... Um, Still no resolution for the SIBO and still not a confirmed SIBO diagnosis because remember I got that false negative. Then I got the positive um, that yes, it is SIBO. After that, and after the you know antibiotics weren't really a total fix for me the first time around, I um, worked with, well, the list is long, 
massage therapist because I just wasn't feeling well. Um, the acupuncturist I pulled in, the Ayurvedic physician I pulled in. That was great. Very interesting. He was just like, you're a mess. I'm like, I know. Um, you just helped to strengthen and tonify me. Um, I did finally move from massage therapy and rolfing and, and uh, postural integration to visceral manipulation, which was incredible. And that was a huge development for me, Rebecca, because the woman I found was what I call a living CAT scan machine. I mean, she could put her hands on my body and go, oh, your ileocecal valve is a little bit tilted. Oh, your, um, you know, your lower esophageal sphincter is, seems to be spasming. It was incredible. And I've had body work since I was probably, oh, I don't know, 13 years old. And that was phenomenal because when I had had a car accident in 1990, something rather, I twisted my body and my liver must have moved, which then caused years and years, decades of left scapula pain this under the shoulder blade. Like it was always, oh, honey, can you rub my shoulder? Oh, honey, my husband, you know, can you just pull that like that, that muscle underneath my shoulder blade? And um, she got in there one day and this is going to sound crazy, but and it's very gentle and it doesn't hurt, which also shocked me. It's incredibly relieving. She literally moved my liver. <laughs> and when she did, for the first time in truly decades, I lost that scapula pain. It had been that my liver, when I we deducted that had been in the car accident, it kind of got jammed in a way underneath my rib cage. And it was just kind of stuck. And I know you're familiar with Larry Wern and the work of Clear Passage and the adhesions and all of that. And basically, she was just relieving the adhesions and allowing my organs to sort of find their place in my body. And that was huge leaps forward. Huge. Hmm, that's so interesting. And and uh, anyone that wants to listen to the Werns um, can head back to episode 25, where we do talk about adhesions. And I know that for myself, um, when I very first saw Larry Wern present SIBO Symposium in Portland in June of uh, 2016, I just, I nearly burst into tears. It felt like the big light bulb moment that I had been missing all of these years, because I've been in car accidents, I've had abdominal surgery, I've fallen over, I've done all sorts of things to myself that would develop adhesions and he was the very person that I had heard talk about them and uh, and now I'm on the, the on the journey to find somebody here in Australia that knows enough about it. It's quite surprising. I ask around all the time and there just aren't very many practitioners that are doing visceral manipulation and I'm sure when I do finally come across that person they will be like your your person they'll be like oh <laughs> there's yeah. so much going on in here <laughs> oh and, and so the oh my gosh it's fascinating I mean she's what a gift um here's the thing the way I found her was from a random not random but from a casual suggestion from Dr. Dan Kalish and he definitely suggested I find someone and he bless him sent me a link to a cranial sacral Institute that lists the, uh, you know, students and practitioners. 
And I know there's Upledger. There are a couple of them. And then from there, you can literally search by location for who lives in your area, as well as what they are, um, I don't know if the word's certified in, but what they're trained in. And then there are different levels of training she happens to teach, but I'm sure there are a lot of practitioners who don't necessarily teach, but have a lot of experience um, that would be great. So there are directories, and it's really through the whole cranial sacral um, modality that visceral manipulation comes comes through in addition of course to the clear passage techniques but here's my my cautionary tale on this i would not let just a normally trained massage therapist or even rolfer um, work on your internal organs burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Yeah, I think anyone that's doing that work needs to be... Um specialized and experienced in in what they're yeah. doing yeah definitely and I also did a, a wonderful interview with um, Alyssa Tate which is episode 33 uh, and she talks about um, adhesions and visceral manipulation and goes into um, sort of some different avenues so I think um, anyone that wants to know more about them head to episode 25 and 33 and we've got some really great well experienced um, specialists who are treating these conditions all the time you were you were having a really tough time you had you know you'd been going through this for a long time and feeling quite unwell and, and um, uncomfortable and in pain. How did you manage working with this? Because you've been on television mm. and had a very successful career, yet you were feeling miserable, yet you had to kind of turn up lights, camera, action and look your best you could. How did you manage that? Oh, girl. Um, you know, the, by the way, the career is still going strong. <laughs> So oh, yes. Sorry. sorry, I don't want to imply that it's not happening. It is still going strong. <laughs> Let's keep that program. <laughs> Let's keep that program for a long time because I love my job. Um, it it wasn't easy. You know, the it was not easy. I have to say, thank goodness for shapewear. Too, too much information. But, man, mm-hmm. there were times where I just had to, like, it, it was like getting wrapped like a mummy. Um and I just, you know, the loose tops sometimes, sometimes it was totally fine, but more often than not, it was just like a lot of strategic dressing. And, um, you know, I'd love to say that, you know, oh, it was such a breeze. The fact is for about a year, it was pretty tough. Um, I didn't tell anybody what was going on. Um, you just don't want to appear to be that vulnerable and you don't really want to reveal too much of your personal intimate life, especially it's just, it would have felt very invasive to me. Um, not so much shame cause I'd kind of transmuted a lot of that, but it's just, it's tricky. You know, it's TV, it's not radio. So you really do have a very important visual aspect of it. Um, I was just very careful. Like I cleared my schedule and all I really did was work 
and go to acupuncture and rest. Mm. And um, the social life, you know, wasn't really huge. Um, it was just it was just a, a, a long year of really um, doing my best to get through and be well. I mean, let's face it. If you have SIBO, it's a part time job. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's all there is to it. It's and it can feel exhausting, can't it? Oh my gosh! From the blood test to the breath test to all of the uh, all the tests. I mean, it's expensive. I'm blessed because I had great insurance, but the insurance doesn't cover a lot of these, you know, organic acid tests and these things that were a little bit more obscure. Um, so I just put on a happy face, and then I would. Um, get in the car, go home, take off the makeup and, you know, literally I would rest. And I know not everyone can do that. Um, but I was extremely, extremely protective of my time. And it wasn't because I was like, Oh, I will now take this healing journey and I will go on this internal quest and tra la la. It was, it was out of necessity. (laughs) <laughs> That's yeah. oh, I love it. Yeah, it and it really does become like you say a job, and the job is to get well. And I think that that can yeah. often be a bit of a process internally, where where we have to make that decision to focus on our health. And very much did the same thing. I really had to pull right back from social activities, really focus on my health, give my body the rest that it needed, be stressed massively because I was so overstressed and really start peeling back the layers to um, really work on what I needed to work on. I, I was smiling when you were talking about the shapewear because and I'd actually forgotten about this, but I actually at times would wear two of my shapewear pants because one wouldn't be strong enough to hold the bloating in. And if I was in my, when I was still working in my corporate world and if I was wearing like a, a pencil thin skirt with a blouse tucked in, uh, which really shows a bloated belly really, really easily that I would wear my two shapewears. I would be in agony by the end of the day and feeling so sick from all of the bloating that, you know, I was desperately trying to push out and had nowhere to go. And I, I just remember getting home and I, the first thing I'd do, literally as soon as the door was closed, I'd be stripping off that shapewear and my poor belly would then be so distended for the rest of the night. Um, and it was one of those things that I just thought I had to do just to kind of get through the day and it was really intense. <laughs> it wasn't very much fun. And no one wants to say to their colleagues, oh, hey, I'm having a really bad bloating day today. Um, you know, I just, I'm not feeling my best I, because no one else really seems to understand it. It seemed to me at the time anyway. Yeah. And I don't, I still, even though we're all pretty modernized, I don't think that women especially still enjoy talking about, you know, their digestive patterns and even bloating because bloating is so close to being fat mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's still not socially accepted to be, you know, a healthy, you know, body weight. If it doesn't appear to be that you're a size two or four, um, I'm still a size American six. And, um, yet I looked bigger because of the, the bloating and, um, you just, you know, it's just, it's still uncomfortable to talk about. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm totally over it, but um, it's not something that, you know, is just off the tip of the tongue in terms of conversations. And yeah, I, I've been definitely in the situation where I had to wear two 
um, pieces of slimware just because it was just out of control. Mm, the things we do. And, and it, one of my, oh my pa- um, passions is to celebrate our body in all sizes. I'm not, I have, I'm just not a very slim person. Um, build my body really struggles to lose weight uh, and and I look at that now I used to hate on myself so much over the years I was always on a diet I was doing weight watchers or I was doing you know the lemon and cayenne pepper diet <laughs> I was doing something always <laughs> and today I now look at it as it's a sign that my body is still not completely healed don't hate it it's struggling so support it keep looking at what's going wrong is it thyroid is it hormones is it a combination um, now that I've got the SIBO on, um, down and uh, and uh, cleared um, look at it as it's just your body's way of signaling to you there are still problems and don't hate it because you are aren't the perfect size two or four. Um, And that's really helped me emotionally um, to step away from the hatred and move towards sort of love and compassion and sympathy for my body and and kind of help it and support it um, how I can. Um, And I think it's really unfortunate, particularly for us women, um, that we just have these enormous pressures to look a certain way. And when we're sick, it can often be very difficult. We might be incredibly underweight, which I hear from a lot of people who can't keep weight on. And then there are those people like me who are, you know, struggling to even just lose some weight because they gain so much weight so easily. And it, it can really mess with your mind um, when you look in the mirror and you think, I'm only eating five foods. How did I just put on two pounds overnight? Yeah. That's it. How is that possible? Um I'd like to talk as well around the the cost of this um, and how you kind of prioritised or managed the the aspect of finances because I know myself when I first started, I was very naive to the journey I was about to, to commence. I thought that I might do a round or two of herbs and then that would be it. Um, I am many thousands of dollars down um, the journey. I would not take it back yeah. at all. But if if I had been told at the beginning, look, Rebecca, you're going to spend thousands of dollars on getting well, I may have said, oh, it's not worth it. I need to spend my money on something else. Um, how have you kind of rationalised um, or prioritised the the quite often huge expense of, of treating this condition? Yeah, it was a fortune. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It, it, it is a fortune. Does it have to be? Well, the problem is, is that if you don't, if, if things aren't working the first time you sit there and it's, you go, Oh, well, but the next thing is going to do it. Oh, the next thing is going to do it. And then there's this whole cycle of emotional disappointment. And then it's like, I don't even want to try something new because I don't want to set myself up for the disappointment. It's a whole tricky, tricky cycle. Um, financially, I, you know, it's about, I guess, picking and choosing carefully the tests I would definitely do the SIBO breath test as like a baseline. And then hopefully you can get coupon for Rifaxman if you um, aren't covered by insurance. And I would not give up, it, you know, because I know some people end up paying like $800, $900 for Rifaxman. And I do know that the company that makes it does have some coupons sometimes. So I this is where you just have to be like so persistent um, 
I would imagine some people have even looked into switching insurance where they have better, um, I know it's not always possible, obviously, um, but where they have better um, prescription um, availability, more liberal with certain things. And then, you know, one year, your your prescription may, um, coverage may cover rifaximin and then the next year it might not. So it's, it's very, very tricky. Um, as far as the finances go, you know, the herbals aren't super expensive, but nor are they free. So this is where it gets diet and the food choices that you make. If you can really stick with the diet, it will, I always think, move you forward and you don't want to blow the progress that you have made. But, you know, Rebecca, as you know, it's such a fine line because then it can be like, oh, I can't, eat, I can't eat this whatever bite you're about to take because that will set me back. And that's not healthy mentality either. So sometimes, you know, bartering with a practitioner might be an approach depending on the relationship that you have with them. Maybe you have a skill that they need, some marketing, some reception, receptionist, some data entry. I mean, you, you can get creative. I'm not saying it's always going to work, but it's worth letting them know that you are um, looking to do SIBO on a budget and can we get creative? Mm, definitely. And I think as... I mean, that's that's a reach. Yeah. That's a reach. There's no doubt about it. But. And not all practitioners will be open to that, but you never know. Some, not some may. Yeah. yeah. For me, my, uh, for my own experience, I just started to really look at where my priorities lay. So in the past, I would have spent... <clears throat> I would have spent money on going out and drinking alcohol and going out for expensive meals. Um, and I'd made the decision that I didn't need to do that and it wasn't actually moving me towards health. So I stopped spending my money there and I redirected it to my um, naturopath's appointments and my herbs and all of the things that I, that I ended up doing and, and the key tests. And I was very honest with my naturopath and I sort of said to her what do we absolutely need to test for and what's nice to test for so we developed a plan and she said look there are some tests which yeah I could run them for you I already have a pretty good indication of what I know the answers will be because of your symptoms so let's hold off on them let's do your breath test that was the main test that we did initially And then down the track, we then did a complete stool analysis because she wanted to see what state my gut was in. But she decided not to do that initially because she said, look, your SIBO is present. Let's just get, let's treat that first before we start trying to deal with any other issues. Um, And I found that that was a really great way that I could just manage the flow of expenses um, throughout the year rather than having them all lumped into one big pile in one month where I, you know, I was spending thousands. So I still spent thousands of dollars, but it spread over the year and it was more manageable for me. That's a very good approach. Definitely. What, one thing um, I have learned recently is that aerodiagnostics, which is one of the um, premier breath test um, companies here in the States, I think they work internationally they will work with you on finances. They will submit it to your insurance. But if you're not able to, to um, if the insurance won't pay, um, you're certainly not going to be charged the same thing the, that the insurance company would be charged. But I've spoken to the owner there and he 
he has some flexible approaches and payment plans for breath tests. So Aerodiagnostics um, out of Massachusetts, it's definitely worth um, checking in with them. They're very, very helpful and very supportive. Mm, that's good to know. Now, you have been yeah. um, very busy in recent times uh, developing and quite an incredible online program. I'd love for you to talk to the, um, to, to me and, and tell the listeners about the SIBO SOS Summit, which is coming up. It is, Rebecca, and thanks for joining us in that. Your your session was fantastic. Um, well, I have um, I've been a huge fan of online learning um, through summits, which I never even really heard of what a summit was, but it's a gathering, you know, of course, in person, a gathering of these speakers and specialists, um, and it's kind of like a conference. Well, online, I have gathered over 20 specialists and patients um, who are all focused on SIBO and interviewed all of them including Dr. Allison C. Becker multiple times. And each session has a specific topic on their specialty or on their approach. And um, June 24th, 2017, for five days, the interviews will be released for free, uh, several each day. And um, everyone can come in and learn about the elemental diet, the different protocols, um, adhesions from Larry Wern, um, your story, uh, mindset, and that patient warrior approach from like Stephen Wright of the SCD Lifestyles. So for the past year, I have been working on this project. And when I approached Dr. Seebecker about it, I was like, hey, you know, would you be available to be interviewed? And she was like, not only would I be available to be interviewed, I really want to collaborate with you on this. And so I've gone to Portland, Oregon twice to interview some of those doctors we were talking about. I've um, had Dr. Seebecker come to Florida where we spent days interviewing. And so that is getting released June 24th through the 29th for free. If people want to purchase it and you know have it as a long-term resource to listen to over and over again, um, it's going to be available. But one of the things that I did was I asked all of the questions that I wanted to know when I first started my SIBO journey because I didn't have those resources available. I didn't know these people, but I had tons and tons of questions and challenges and and who, what, where, when, why, how questions that plagued me. So when I met with everybody, I really asked them as many questions as I possibly could in our time together. Beginner, intermediate, advanced, what if, what then, what about? And um, so I hope everyone really gets a lot out of it. I'm sure they will. And and for particularly for people that are at the beginning of their SIBO experience, being able to go somewhere where they can watch interviews with the top doctors and the top people that are really focusing on this around the world um, is so useful because it really is a one-stop shop to understand more about the condition and to, like you say, have so many of those questions answered. Um, who are some of that you've talked about Dr. Alison Seebecker joining, but who are some of the other doctors that people will be able to see um, speak at the summit? Well, Dr. Dan Kalish, who I mentioned earlier, he um, did a really interesting segment on how meditation can actually help your gut. And, you know, I've been meditating for years. And so um, that was just like, you know, music to my ears. But we really tried to talk about it from a perspective of someone just getting started. 
Right. And um, so that was interesting. It was sort of a sidebar I wasn't expecting to get into, but I'm glad we did. He also um, does a discussion about all the different kinds of labs to consider um, from parasite testing to organic acids and the names of the labs. And then in the show notes, I list the links to um, some of the the resources that the speakers discuss. Um, Dr. Uh, you know, Datis Karazian talks about the brain gut access, as well as um, Nurala Jacoby um, talks about, man, she was so comprehensive. She talks about whew, the biphasic diet, which I know is so powerful that you um, had such great success with, and her treatment protocols, what she does that is complementary to what, like, for example, Dr. Seebecker does, um, Dr. Mark Ruscio, Michael Ruscio. I know a guy named Mark Ruscio, so I always call Michael Ruscio, Mark Ruscio. Sorry, Dr. Ruscio. Dr. Michael Ruscio um, talks about the elemental diet as as a treatment, but also had some name brands that I had never heard of, um, which was great in terms of a resource. He, he was extremely comprehensive and very methodical in the approach. Dr. Gary Weiner, also out of Portland, Oregon, he talked about IBD and IBS and SIBO and how they all interrelate. Um, Dr. Lisa Shaver talked about gluten as well as a fascinating story about a girl who um, had 20 years of being told that it was all in her head and it turned out she had a totally different condition. So that was really interesting. And she also covers the best um, ways to get tested for gluten intolerance. Um, so those are, those are some of the people. Um, Donna Gates talks about probiotics. Um, just Angie Alt talks about how to get um, the most out of you know, online apps and how to get more water in. So we really covered a lot of practical how to get through the day, as well as a lot of medical questions that I had. Oh, wait, Rebecca, I have to tell you about Dr. Leonard Weinstock. He talked about LDN, low-dose naltroxone, and how the SIBO connection to rosacea and restless leg syndrome is being studied. And that was such an eye-opener for me, and I want everybody to hear about that. That was an eye-opener for me as well when I first heard him speak about that and he has uh, very generously come onto the podcast to speak about that with me as well and and I just remember years and years of having the most irritating feet and legs <laughs> and then realizing that oh my gosh it was actually coming from my gut <laughs> because when it stopped yeah. when I started to treat the SIBO um, I realized how incessant it had been um, all my life and when I hear people talking about oh my feet drive me crazy I've just got such restless legs or they're talking about rosacea I'm like you need to go check out your gut <laughs> there's a very yep. strong correlation between the two well the SIBO SOS summit sounds absolutely incredible and there's just a, a huge range of um, amazing speakers coming on so that launches on the 24th of June uh, mm-hmm. I believe you said and it runs for it'll be available for people to download for free initially yes yeah, they can listen for free. Several um, speakers will be released each day, and that is from the 24th to the 29th. 
And um, so definitely come early, check it out, get on the, you know, get the, um, the free ticket, so to speak, by opting in and we'll, we'll keep you posted. And there's some fun bonuses and stuff that we'll provide to everybody um, who joins us. Wonderful. And I'm there as well. So I look forward to seeing you all uh, attend and, and stay tuned to the end of the show where I'll have the um, the link so that you can know where exactly you can go and look for the SIBO SOS Summit. Siobhan, it's been wonderful chatting to you today and, and having um, you uh, tell your story because it's I think it's really powerful us sharing our own personal journeys because it really does help others, and particularly when they're at the start of theirs. Um, if people would like to reach out and connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, well, it's been an honour to be here. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, I think the best way would be to private message me on the SIBO SOS Summit page. Um, you can reach out to me that way. Um, and if you also, there'll probably be a, you know, support at SIBO SOS um, email link on the site itself, SIBOSOS.com. That would be definitely be a way to connect with me as well. Wonderful. Well, thanks once again for your time um, coming onto the Healthy Gut Podcast today. Oh, thank you. I hope it's been useful. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Siobhan Sana. Now, if you would like to get access to the show notes from today, or if you would like to secure your very special place on the SIBO SOS Summit, which is free at this stage, head to thehealthygut.co forward slash dream team and that's all one word so on that link you will be able to click through to the SIBO SOS summit you can secure your place and you'll be able to watch the incredible lineup of speakers including myself absolutely free but don't delay those free places are only for a limited time so if you're interested and I highly recommend that you go along and you watch the SIBO SOS summit there are some amazing world leaders SIBO specialists who are going to be speaking in that summit and it's just going to be a wealth of information for you. So head to thehealthygut.co forward slash dream team to get your access. And don't forget that I am coming on tour into the US and it looks like Canada, which is pretty exciting. And I'm updating information on the available events every single week. So head to thehealthygut.co forward slash events and you'll be able to see what events are currently available what events still have tickets and you can also pop your details down so if there is an event in your local city that you would like me to do and it isn't yet up on my website then pop your details down and I'll be able to email you as soon as that becomes available do make sure you select the cities that are of interest to you so that I can be sure that I'm sending you the right event information I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you have, I'd love for you to write a review or give us a rating in iTunes or the app you use to listen to this podcast. It really does help other people who want to know if this is the right podcast for them, for their gut woes, or even if they want to know more about SIBO. And don't forget, we love seeing you on our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest and Google+. We're everywhere. Just find us under The Healthy Gut.
Coming up on next week's show, we're joined once again by the wonderful Dr. Michael Ruscio. He is coming back onto the Healthy Gut Podcast, and this time we're talking all about the thyroid. I know that this is something that many of us SIBOers also have to contend with, and Dr. Ruscio spends quite a lot of his time talking about uh, and dealing with the thyroid, so it's a not-to-be-missed episode if you have any thyroid issues or if you just suspect your thyroid might be compromised. See you next week. You've been listening to the Healthy Gut Podcast with your host, Rebecca Coombs. To learn more about the Healthy Gut or our podcast, head to thehealthygut.co forward slash podcast. And as we are fully funding this podcast, if you would like to help support the continuation of this podcast so that we can continue to bring you future episodes, all you need to do is make a contribution at thehealthygut.co forward slash podcast. We would like to thank Belinda Coombs for the production, editing and original music score of this podcast. To hear more of Belinda's music, head to soundcloud.com forward slash Belinda Coombs. The Healthy Gut Podcast is a production of The Healthy Gut. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.